Yo, family, welcome to Jonathan Soul. Let's get into Wednesday Rewinds. I'm going to pop in the tape. We're going to hear an interview I did back in the day here on JonathanSoul.com. Wednesday Rewinds. Let's listen. I got the honor and privilege of introducing a tremendous talent in the comic community in the person of Kelvin Gums. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Solid. Right on. Right on. So I first caught your book. I don't know. Was it three, four months ago? How, when did issue one for Black Sun first come out? Uh, issue one dropped Jan. Well, actually, officially it dropped February 2016. Okay, February 2016. So I was on the book pretty early, as I recall. Yes. And as a matter of fact, I think I just started doing comic book reviews. It was one of the books that kind of inspired me to start doing this stuff. Before I was, okay. yeah, that's, yeah, that's you, awesome. Yeah, you didn't notice, but um, before I was, you know, I took a break because before I was doing news and calling people in Egypt and, and, and interviewing, uh, you know, different, you know, news newsmakers. It's like second tier people that the regular white media wouldn't talk to, and yeah. uh, you know, UFO people and uh, people trying to legalize get get health benefits for prostitutes, you know, the regular stuff. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and after a while, man, I was like, ah, you know what I mean? But this comic book stuff is inspiring to me. A couple of reasons. One is because it's black people creating businesses and, 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 and creating content that they can control. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, there are some people who want to, you know, use it as a portfolio bit to get go back on the plantation. You know what I mean? And that's fine. If you want to work for DC and Marvel, I'm not judging you or anything. But I love it when people have a vision for taking their property and say, you know what, I can be DC, I can be Marvel. So with that crazy introduction, let's talk about your beautiful property, Black Sun. Um, go into it a little bit. Just tell us uh, the world that you're building in Black Sun. Tell us about the protagonist, uh, Lumumba. Uh, yeah. Is it Yaro? Yaro, exactly. Yaro, yeah. yeah. So just, just, just give us a little bit of that. Go ahead, Kelvin. Uh, sure. First thing I'd like to say is uh, props to to you, Jonathan Soul. Uh, actually, you were one of the first people to really start hyping up the the book, cool. which uh, which in turn gave me a lot of inspiration. So, so because to see your your review on it, I was like, wow, someone's reviewing it already. This is awesome. So, Solid yeah, right thanks to you. Yeah. Um, in regards to the book, Black Sun is a you're right. It's a world that I'm building, but it's uh, it takes a form of a comic book series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's published in books and published as a webcomic on my website. Mm-hmm. And it basically follows the group of, um, it follows a group of, a last group of surviving humans after they're, after there's been uh, an alien invasion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So actually, let me explain that better. We'll rewind that. So Black Sun, Black Sun is a sci-fi comic series about the last group of survivors mm-hmm. who fight to reclaim their homeland after a devastating alien invasion. Mm-hmm. And book number one, basically gives you that introduction and you follow the main character Lamumba Yero as he goes through his struggles and dealing with this presence that's just unknown and overwhelming at the time. Right. And he's talking about aliens, not the police. <laughs> I just uh, want that to be clear. I just want that to okay. be clear. He's 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 talking about aliens. There there's different layers to the story and as you read it you'll be able to take um references from real life mm-hmm. but uh in the book he's he's fighting aliens so yeah right. it's an overwhelming force that that he has to he has to fight against mm-hmm. now the thing i've read your book one and two a couple of times and and one thing that is i, I don't 
understand. It's beautiful, but I don't understand it. Why in book one did you start out with this beautiful little baby floating out in space? Okay, so the baby floating in space, it's a three-part series. Mm -hmm. So there's book one and book two. Book three hasn't come out yet. Mm -hmm. So the baby floating in space is going to be answered once book three comes out. Oh, that's cold, man. That's messed so up. It, it, it'll make sense. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. That's fun. my little mystery. So the way that you designed the, the alien invading force. Yes. I mean, it's, I'm looking at it now in book one. Number one is epic. Okay, it's okay. epic. Thank you. Um, number two, the fact that you use a black and white style, I think, adds to the drama. Okay. You know, some books I see in black and white, I say, oh, I wish they would use at least some spot color. I don't wish that in this book. I think that this uh, this kind of lends it, I don't know, like a cinematic kind of vibration to, in my mind. Anyway. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, sorry. You you finish yeah, your story. Yeah. So 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 basically, the way you design them, it almost looks like a, like a alien funkadelic heavy metal type vibe. I mean, how did you come up with this very intricate, very mechanical, very I don't know skeletal kind of design for the for the alien mothership? Um, that's a good question. I, I guess it's from all the stuff that I used to watch as a kid. You don't have now bad. They, you don't have bad dreams, do you? Oh, I have all kinds of bad dreams. Okay, that, <laughs> this is my therapy. Just to, you know, okay, I got you, man. Hold it together, it all, Kelvin. Hold it together, man. You can do it. You know I mean? It all comes out in the books, right? Right. Um, but basically, I wanted something. Okay, I'm a child of the '80s, mm -hmm. so there was a cartoon that I used to watch called Robotech. Oh and, man, are you serious? Yeah. yeah, man, I remember. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so Robotech, the, it was kind of broken in. Well, at least the version that we got over here was broken into three different sagas. Yep. So the second saga, I think, was the Robotech Masters, mm -hmm. and the Robotech Masters flew in these huge, just impossible design ships. So I that is what inspired me. I wanted to do something that just looked really impending and intimidating, mm -hmm. but didn't look like a ship that could fly. So, you know, my imagination just went crazy and I designed this, you know, this weird ship with the face and the smoke billowing out of it mm -hmm. and it's just floating and it's huge and it's overwhelming. So, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Now, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Robotech because now that you mentioned that, I almost, uh, just correct me if I'm getting this twisted with something out of Transformers, but was there a creature in Robotech called the Triumvirate? Yeah, that was Robotech Masters, yeah. Okay, where there was like three faces and all this other kind of stuff? Well, okay, so that's, there were there was the Triumvirate in Robotech Masters. Okay. And then in Transformers, there were the Quintessons that had the faces that rotated. So you, you might be talking about that. Okay, Maybe. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. I think I think so. I think so. But um, so anyway, long story short, obviously you have different influences. Let's talk about it. So besides Robotech, what are some of your other artistic influences? Oh man, um, wow. I other than eighties cartoons, it, it's hard to remember because there's just so much. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it comes from cartoons. So, you know, GI Joe, Transformers, uh, mm -hmm. Thundercats, Silverhawks, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, nowadays I'm mostly influenced by other artists who are doing things that are similar to, to me. So other artists that I like are, um, 
uh, the pack, uh, John Louise Julie. Yep. His stuff is spectacular. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gray Williamson, his stuff is spectacular. Chris Miller from Chris crazy house. That's the kind of stuff that I get a lot of inspiration from now. The stuff that came before, it's just really a mishmash in my brain and it's hard for me to pick out certain things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. No, it does. And when you're the first artist I've spoken with, whose primary influences coming into the book was Saturday morning cartoons. And that's very oh. unique. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else, you know, they had uh it was all comic book related. Sometimes it was the underground comics from the seventies, like Robert Crumb and them. Uh then other times it was, you know, other comics and stuff. So you're the first one. Now, I think ours is like maybe the last generation to have Saturday morning cartoons. Didn't they I, phase I think them so. out like five years yeah. ago or something like that? Yeah. I, I think you're right, yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Um, I remember waking up early and, uh, you know, seeing... Uh, now, now, this is the thing. I didn't know what manga was or anime was. I just remember that Robotech was the buzz, and that's yeah. the first Comic-Con I ever went to. And I was... Uh, me and my boy from high school, we were standing waiting to see Uhura, uh, Nichelle okay. Nichols. And nice. uh, that's the biggest butt I ever seen on a system. <laughs> In all my life. <laughs> See, you can't tell. It is, it, but man, the beautiful, I mean, oh, chocolate brown, small shoulders, and then bam! You know what I mean? Oh, that's, like, awesome. that's awesome. But, she was, but, but in the line, they was talking about Robotech. Like they was talking about, you know, the economy or, 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 or immigration or something. I mean, it was that intense. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I never, you know, wow. I was like, it's a dope cartoon, but they was heavy into it, man. So, so I, little did we know that anime was going to bloom and, and influence all of these people. Um, yeah. So so when I look at your art style, I told you off mic that I looked at and I said, this brother is an IT. And so I'm trying to figure out what gave me that vibration. Other th- I, don't, I don't know. I just something about it. It just looks very technical. Maybe it was designed in the ships. Maybe it was. The, I'm assuming you use filters to create your uh, like your your evil uh monster attacker people right are those like photoshop filters or something yeah it's all it's all digital like it all takes place in the digital realm i don't draw it so i I use a 3d program and i model all the characters and ships and everything in that okay and then and then after after that i take it into photoshop and i do a whole lot of photo editing so i put a lot of filters on it um some digital painting and that's basically my art process. Okay. So what you see in the book is the culmination of 3D software coupled with Photoshop mm-hmm. and just photo manipulation to make it look the way that it uh, the way that it does. Now, some some fanboys like myself, we get so into a book that you know when we get to the end, it's like, oh shit, how long do I have to wait for the next one? Like, so your first <laughs> one was like 60 pages or something like that, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, and and so I mean, how long does it take you to 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 finish a page? Just so, so people can get an idea of the work that goes into these properties. It takes a while. I actually thought doing it with 3D software would be easier because you don't have to draw. Right. But the the amount of time that it takes to model everything, mm-hmm. because I, I'm, I'm very particular. Like if, if I don't like it, I'm not putting it out. Right. Um, so I'm very. It, it, a page generally takes maybe about a day, a okay. day's worth of work. Wow. Yeah. On on average, some some pages happen really fast, others happen really slow. But on, on average, I say about a day. Okay, okay, okay. 
Wow. So um, in the first episode, and I'm not going to give away spoilers or anything. If you guys haven't picked it up, go over to blacksun.com. You can grab issue one and issue two. Um, can you also get it at peepgamecomics.com? Is that true, Kelvin? Yeah, actually, it's um, blacksuncomics.com. Okay, blacksuncomics.com. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it was at Peep Game, but right now it's I, I'm part of Kindle Select on Amazon. Okay. And part of the stipulation of that is I can only have it on on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Months. That's a good point. Yep. That, uh, so it was on sale at Peep Game, which I really like. Shout out to Peep Game Comics. Yep. Um, so it will be on sale at Peep Game at the end of three months from now. Okay. But in the meantime, if you want to pick it up, you can go to blacksuncomics.com. And just hit the the shop link, and you'll be able to pick it up. Fantastic! So we got one, we got one, and we got issue two. Um, what can we expect? Well, let's let's talk. We already talked about issue one. Of course, every issue one introduces the characters, introduces the world, and then yep. in issue two, correct me if I'm wrong, but we kind of delve a little bit into the background of the protagonist, which is uh, Lamumba Yaro. Is that did I get his yep. name right? Yeah. So yep, we delve right. into his background, his training, even his psyche a little bit. Um, yeah. And so what can we expect in uh, in issue number three? Well, issue number three is going to be a revelation for uh, for Lumumba. OK, um, it's it's going that. OK, so so time is a prevalent theme in the okay. books, mm-hmm. which is kind of why it starts off with the child at the beginning. Right. Um, and then jumps into the future and then jumps into the past. So in book number three, there's going to be more events that happen and a real revelation for Yarrow, which is going to be the the turning point for him. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to see what he does in response to this alien invasion. Mm-hmm. The other uh, character that I found interesting was actually the AI, which yes. is, um, uh, is it Lakara? Did I get that right? Uh, Lawazi. 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 So can you talk about a little bit about the tech in your world that you've created? So I wanted to create a world. It, it was important that I created a science fiction world that was highly technological, that was inhabited by black folks. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was very important to me because I had never seen that growing up as a kid. Yep. So I always liked the idea of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be cool to have an artificial intelligence that was kind of like a hologram looking, looking type thing, but you know, took the image of the people who lived on the planet. So... Yeah, each uh, Yarrow is a special type of warrior called a Gamba within the, the world of Black Sun. Uh-huh. And each Gamba, once they reach a certain level, Obsidian is what the level is called, they're assigned an, uh, a personal artificial intelligence entity. Okay. In this case, uh, Yarrow is assigned uh, Elwazi. Gotcha. Elwazi. So that's, that's the, um, the, the artificial intelligence that's joined to him. And it's a, a balance. So if it's a male warrior, they'll be partnered with a female artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. If it's a female warrior, they'll be partnered with a male artificial intelligence. So it kind of balances out the warrior so that they can do their, their job properly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, in most of these books, you know, especially issue one, issue two, we kind of get introduced to the hero's journey, you know. Yes. And, and, and so one thing I felt from issue two was that this guy – was still like being tested like uh, yes. maybe everybody in the higher ups wasn't absolutely sure that he could do the job that he was tasked with am i off on that or no that that's completely accurate he's he's arrogant he's mm-hmm. not the nicest person to get along with right and 
Actually, it, it's a part of me. When I was younger, you know, you're 16, 17, you think you know everything. Right. No one can tell you anything. Mm-hmm. That's that's Yero's character. Gotcha. And the people around him know this, especially a, a Shiri, who mm-hmm. is um, not really a mentor, but someone who is um, propping him up, um, knows this, but can see his future. So okay. that's why she's kind of vouching for him. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, let me uh, just go like a little farther afield now. Um, sure. Your book, you talked about Paul Louis Julie. I, I spoke to him, of, uh, I think, last week. Um, you know, he does the pack and he does uh, this new property coming out we call Johansi. Um, yes. And then other, uh, other uh, brothers and sisters that are coming out. Uh, what do you think about just the pro- proliferation of black comic creators? Um, oh, it's it's fantastic. Okay. I love it. Okay. I love it. A few years ago, you know, because before I was of the mind, mm-hmm. because everything is dominated so much by the big two, right? That sometimes it's hard to think outside of that paradigm. Yep. For for people in general, mm-hmm. and so I went to a comic book store and I looked, and I was like, there are no black characters here. Yep. There's there's none. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I was like, this is this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't be the only black person on the planet who's making comics. Right. So I, I started doing a Google search, and then I came up with all this stuff. Uh, a book that really changed me was um, Black Comics by Damian Duffy and John Jennings. Okay. Um, that's highly recommended. But basically, it's it's a thick book about all these black creators creating black characters. Wow. And then I started coming across all this stuff that I'd never heard of and all of it was just as good if not better than anything that came out from the big two yep. so that that was a big inspiration for me mm-hmm. and yeah to see the explosion is just it's nice I, I have a son and mm-hmm. he's probably going to be reading comics too and I want him to be able to see characters that that represent him you know it's funny that you mentioned your boy one of I guess it was I didn't realize how proud the moment was until much later but I used to read brother man with my son and brother, okay, nice. brother man, if you're familiar, you probably you sound like you're familiar when it came out in the yes. '90s, real big. And I, uh, I got on it late because here in Canada, it, mm-hmm. it's a bit different. We don't get all the American stuff all the time, but right. yeah, I, I know what you're talking about with brother man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still got those issues. I gave one to a cousin when he was like 10, and he's, I guess, late 20s, early 30s. He still has that book, you know. Nice. So it's important uh, for for us to have Black Sun. It's important for us to have the pack. And uh, uh, because I don't know about on the motherland, but in in out out here in the in the diaspora, <laughs> in the diaspora out here, man, on the field, we got to see ourselves, man. And uh, up till it's now, so we've been seeing black characters created by white and Jewish people, which you know what I mean is it, a height, but it's it's not the best because they filter us through the caricature that's in their mind. You know exactly. what I mean? So I look at Black Sun and I see that this AI isn't like Jarvis in Iron Man, where it's just he just talks and this AI gives a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. About Laboomba. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean it's a little bit more. You know what I mean? It's just not like, you know, it's just it's so so that's what I'm noticing about what you guys are doing. Now, um the thing that I'm excited about with the black comics in particular is the period of time that we're in. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the com- there was other comics in the '90s besides Brother Man, but unless you bought the book, 
a lot of times you can't find them. True. And so you and the other folk that are creating now, you guys are bringing that digital piece. So we know mm -hmm. that 10 years from now, we'll be able to find the books. We know 20 years from now, we'll be able to find the books. That digital exactly. piece is important. Now, uh, are we going to be able to access like a printed copy? Because as love as I, as much as I love my, uh, well, I gave my iPad to my daughter, so I don't got no shit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to buy an iPad just because of guys like you. But um, <laughs> are we going to be able to access a printed copy of uh, Black Sun at some point? Uh, yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm going to be at, uh, now this event is happening in Toronto, but it's the Black Speculative Arts Movement. Cool. Um, which has a bunch of comic creators and artists doing, um, you know, Afrofuturism slash black science fiction. Mm -hmm. But the, the reason why I'm mentioning it is because um, I'm going to have a printed copy of the first two books there. I did a special run just for that convention. Wow. So there'll be a printed copy there. If there's any leftover, I'll be selling them online. Yeah, please do that, um, man. I doubt if there will be any leftover, but in the event that there is, please make them available online. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do absolutely. Uh, and then and, and, the, and the autog ain't... autographed, if you please. Okay. <laughs> 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 we'll we'll do we'll do. <laughs> you know, it's um, funny. I never knew what black speculative blah 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 meant until I talked until I interviewed um, John Jennings. Who's is like yeah, a, I, like a Sith Lord? He's orchestrating all this stuff in the background, man. All these comic cons <laughs> and all these books that he's writing—it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's 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 great. I never knew what the term was either, and then you know I found out there was a whole community of people actually through John Jennings. Yeah. Um. So I was like, yeah, this is this is great. So yeah, there, there'll be printed books there, and then I'm going to do another special edition of um the first three books. Wow. Um. As a as a print version as well. That's beautiful. So uh, would that be like a trade or something? Like all three books have been one or, or what? Yeah, all, all three books in one. Okay. Because because print, like I, I self-publish and printing is expensive. So sure. it, it's more cost effective for me to bundle everything up in one mm -hmm. and then print that out one time rather than print single issues and then put marketing and promotion into that. And then mm -hmm. the third one and second one and third one and so on and so forth. So it's easier for me to push you know, all my money into to one book and promote that. That makes sense. Speaking of bread, uh, what kind of support have you been receiving from the from the readers, from the community out there? It's been pretty good. It, okay. It's been surprisingly good. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not able to do it full time, just okay. full disclosure. Right. But uh, it's it's been well. Um, it's been well received. And it's it's a steady increase, Beautiful. which is what I expected. I, I have a five year plan. So mm -hmm. It's it everything is going according to plan. Beautiful. Let's put, put beautiful. it that way. So, so I, that, I'm, that's I'm really a, happy. That's the question I always ask for. What's your what's if you can share a little bit of your five year plan? What do you what do you expect from yourself and this property going forward? Well, this is something that I created because the the universe is expansive enough that I can tell every kind of story that that I want. So I'm I'm going to be doing this for you know until I'm dead. Mm -hmm. Um. Five years from now, well, actually four years from now, um, I would like to be doing this full time. Beautiful. So it's a matter of, you know, uh, gaining multiple streams of income because mm -hmm. it's not just from the books. It's from affiliate marketing and partnerships and that sort of thing as well. Mm -hmm. As black creators, you need to be you need to kind of think outside of the box. OK, um, because uh, people might not like what I'm going to say, but uh, typically blurs. Mm -hmm. Black nerds don't really support 
independent creators like us. Uh, at least that's been my experience. Mo- most of the people who are interested in what I do are pretty much new to comics. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're just like, oh, this is cool. I didn't know you could have black people in a science fiction book. Okay. And wait, so wait, 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 wait. Nick, Nat, you didn't you poke something. You, you poked something. You poked it. Okay. So explain that blurred thing. I, I, I get the black nerds as a cute, you know, I get it. But you're saying that they're not supporting you like that and that you are getting newcomers to comics? Explain that a little bit. Yeah, so this is this is generally speaking, and this is just from my subjective experience. Sure. But I, I thought the blurred community would be the ones to support most because they're the ones complaining about, um, you know, there's not enough black heroes, there's not enough black representation. Well, you know, you but, know uh, they, they held hostage in Wakanda. <laughs> that's what i was just gonna say all they care about is all they care about is black panther and black panther is cool Ain't that about black a panther, i know black panther is cool that that's great but now here's something that's created by black folks for other black folks right you know that 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 is it's better uh-huh. if you want that yeah but they don't so i i i find that um it's actually, someone else is saying this too. Uh, Wayne Riley from All Nights. He's out of the UK, but he makes comics too. Re- really great ones. Um, he's saying the same thing too. You know, you, you got to, black creators need to kind of ignore that audience and look for, for other folks outside. That's where you're going to get most of your support from. So as creators, black creators, we need to kind of think outside of the box in order to, uh, in order to make our money. Now, when you say outside of the box, you're not going to change... Or do you see it as part of your five-year plan to change your your style, your content, your emphasis uh, to make it more appealing to to white folks? Or, or, or yeah. e- explain. No. Okay. A- absolutely not. Because that, um, that's your age. That's your advantage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody can tell your story like you. You know, you can get some people uh, to, to write for Dave Chappelle. You can get some people to write for the Boondocks, but they can't write. Black Sun. No, exactly. You're you're that's you're you're in my head. That that's exactly it. Some people would see it as a disadvantage, but I see it as an advantage because there's a market out there that's screaming for content that speaks to them. Yep. And no one's providing it except for independent creators like me. Yep. So, you know, that's that's a niche that that needs to be uh, marketed to. And that audience needs to be built. It's a building process. It's not easy, but it, it needs to be done, and it can be done, and people are doing it. Yep, people like yourself. So uh, yes. we're, we're about to wrap up, man. Is there anything that I forgot to ask you, Kelvin? Any uh, message you want to give to the uh, fellow creators out there? Any message you want to give to the blurts who uh, you just slapped in the face? Uh, anybody? <laughs> 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 and I'm with you, man. I held them for you while you slapped them. And uh, is, there, is there any message uh, that you want to share? Um. I think the main message that I would like to share is you can do this too. Okay. Uh, don't, don't think if you have an idea, like we, we live in a day and an age where everything is available to you. So the only thing that's stopping you from doing anything is, is you. Yep. So if you have a story to tell, go out and tell it, you know, I can't draw. I'm still making comics. There, yep. There's a way to do it. Um, so that, that'd be my advice. Go, go out and, Get your stories done if that's what you want to do. Beautiful, beautiful. Where can they find you on the web and where can they find you on social media? Um, 
I'm on the web at blacksuncomics.com. I'm on YouTube at blacksuncomics.com too. On YouTube, I do tutorial videos on how I create my art. So if you're curious, you can check it out. Wonderful. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Pinterest and Facebook. Yeah, the Facebook page too. So I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm all over. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Mr. Gum, it's been an honor and a privilege to talk to you, brother. Oh, likewise. I, I listen to the show. I have. I need to catch up on a few of the past episodes, but yeah, I, I love like the show a lot. So thank you so much for for interviewing me. Yo, family, that's another episode of Jonathan Soul in the Bag. Hope y'all dug it, and I hope y'all took note of the contact info at the end of the interview. Go ahead and reach out. Go ahead and support those folks. Hey, listen. By the way, family, speaking of support, you can support your friendly neighborhood podcaster. By going over to jonathansoul.com and picking up my ebook, Malcolm Mars. Malcolm like the prophet, Mars like the planet. It's an ebook I wrote. Three families go to Mars to escape the violence and racism of Earth. Black people in space always uh, intrigue me, and that's what you get. You get the politics, the aliens, the family dynamic, the high technology, the whole nine. And uh, I think they're vegetarians or something of that sort. But yeah, family, go ahead and check them out. Uh, also, uh, you can follow me on uh, social media, J-O-H-N-A-T-J-N-S-A-U-L on Blackspot, on Tumblr, and on Twitter. And of course, you can subscribe to this show on iTunes. And uh, if you go to JonathanSoul.com, there's a little RSS feed that you can link up with. Listen, I love you guys. Hope all your dreams come true. And if they're not, just work a little bit smarter.